This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartblend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I help others love and discover themselves to reach their highest potential. I want to welcome you to a very special conversation with my guest, Dr. Ian Brooks, who will be sharing some really powerful information about intention. So definitely stay tuned and enjoy this conversation. Hello, I am here with the founder of Roadsmith Consulting and the author of the book Intention, Dr. Ian D. Brooks. I'm so excited to hear what he has to say, and he's come with a wealth of knowledge. So welcome, Dr. Brooks. Oh, thank you, Lindsay, and um, glad to be here. Absolutely. So there's just so much to cover. Could you just share a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. You know, I've, my name's uh, obviously Dr. Ian D. Brooks. Uh, I've been in the change management field, helping people transform their lives for over 25 years. Um, I originally started off as a clinical psychologist working in a 24-hour lockdown ward. So you can imagine what that experience was like. Wow. And one day I decided, you know what, I want to work with higher functioning people. So I made the decision to go and coach people one-on-one and work mm-hmm. with organizations. And uh, as you might expect in that reality, um, the organizations that I was working with and the people I work with one-on-one um, aren't necessarily better than the, those in the ward. We can just cope better. Mm, right, <laughs> but, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but the theme has always been the same. And that's, mm-hmm. one, making sure that I'm working with people and I want to help them improve their stories because uh, we all have a story. And it's a, every day is a new opportunity to enhance it, refine it, and learn more about ourselves. And so... Um, with that context, I've been doing that for 25 years. It's my passion, and I don't see that stopping anytime soon. Awesome. Very cool. And so with working with so many different people um, through all of your practices, what do you think or believe that people struggle with the most when it comes to kind of pivoting over to being their best self? Sure. I think one of, the, one of the bigger challenges that I've experienced working with people when they're looking to define their best self is they, they don't necessarily have a definition just yet. Um, mm-hmm. They're oftentimes comparing themselves to others or what seems to be the reality of what people have experienced in their end results, rather than truly looking at themselves and saying, what does my best self look like, be it mind, body, soul, and how do I put that in practice? And I think that's one of the bigger challenges that we all experience because we live in a world where social media provides context of what we should in, rea- in the world's mind be acting and saying and believing. Yet we really haven't thought through what does this mean for us based on our values, our histories, our path. And because of that, I think that's one of our biggest challenges for any of us. And I say us because I'm included in that, in that same vein of being able to live and strive to be our best life and to live it consistently when everything around us is telling us to fit into a box 
of what we should be mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, because we have like this huge need of belonging, right? So it's like when you feel like you're not belonging, you don't feel like you fit and whatever circle you're in, you feel even worse. And then it's like you kind of just stay stuck in a place you don't want to be and then you're still unhappy so it's like man just do what yes. you want you're gonna be unhappy regardless <laughs> yeah yeah you, you are absolutely right and yeah it's it's like wow it's like how did i get here right. and, um, and, and, what's, and what's crazy about that is or ironic not necessarily crazy but what's ironic about that is is you think about how we've as people evolved over time mm-hmm. you know we've we are survival based off of willie mammoths and you know homo sapiens, right? We, we, our survival was based off of being in packs and being with people mm. because that equated to survival. Mm-hmm. And as we've evolved as just as people and just in general, that nature of and nurture of just being around people and gaining some sense of validation, which is oftentimes defined by what's everyone else doing. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes against some of that, what does change? What does my best life mean for me? Which mm-hmm. may be a little bit different context than what other people are doing. And mm-hmm. that's, also, that's often scary. So it leads directly to what you mentioned is like, hey, I want to do something different. But then I go down this path with everyone else and I'm still unhappy mm-hmm. because I just, followed, I just followed and did everything that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find myself right back where I started or even potentially even worse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the other thing to remember is I like, people are just doing what they think is the right way. And even though they may look happy, they may not actually be happy. So everybody's just following this template that may not even work. Yes. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> let's just start over. Let's start all the way over. <laughs> yes. I can we just press pause in this and just, you know, can we just redo this again? Let's um, reset. Let's reset yeah. what the template's supposed to be. <laughs> that's, that's what we're all looking to do sometimes, right? It's like, yeah. mm, I'm going to need us to do better. Whatever we're doing, let's just do the opposite. Like, whatever <laughs> this is. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the effort. Exactly. Let's just reset and redo this again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what practices have you used in your journey for self-love and just striving for your own best life? Sure. You know, it's um, for me personally, um, I just enjoy the, the quiet and, mm-hmm. and being able to get centered with my thoughts, mm-hmm. with my emotions and just giving myself the freedom and the time to do that, to really re-anchor myself on how can I be better? Now that takes the form in a lot of different ways. Um, more practically speaking, I set aside time each week to just reflect, to just pause my time and be lost in the quiet, which many of us can't be caught in quiet, right? We want something going on or we can't get lost in our minds because we're afraid of that. Mm-hmm. I harness that and say, okay, if that's what I'm most fearful of, let me own that and stay in that moment and understand what my thoughts are, what my fears are. How did I progress in this past week? What did I learn about myself? And then what am I feeling, right? What, what's that emotional tie that's bringing me, that's creating anxiousness mm-hmm. and just affording that time to myself. And that's been extremely important as I've progressed my career and even just how I strive to live a better life is to be re-anchored in that. In that context and investment in time, it's even something as simple as where do I, when do I put my time in for myself on a day-to-day basis? So for mm-hmm. me, that's just going to the gym 
in the morning time when it's quiet, when there's no one there, I can get my workout in. And that's my investment in myself, both mentally and physically before my day-to-day activities take over my life (laughs) and I get lost in the activities, which I'm focused on. Mm -hmm. And that way, by the end of the day, I feel good about the contributions I've made and for others, while also feeling good that I've invested in myself as well to make sure that I'm conscious, consciously thinking about how am I striving and re-anchoring to make sure I'm living my best life. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think that's also something that's relatable and achievable and good for other people to hear that, you know, like, oh, I'm not a psychologist, but even, even Dr. Ian D. Brooks has <laughs> problems. Like he doesn't just, he's, free, he's not free from all distress. That's crazy. So I love that you say that. So that's awesome. Thank you for that advice. No, you're welcome. And, and yes, we're, uh, we're all, we all have problems. Exactly. It's just, uh, it's just uh, <laughs> what, what level of problems do we have? Some are worse than others. Oh yeah. Um, and it's all about perspective. Yeah. Just about a- perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I know that now you've founded Roadsmith Consulting. And so what was your why behind creating that, choosing that? Sure. You know, um, I started Roadsmith Consulting in in two different realms. Mm -hmm. The first being is I knew I always wanted to have my own business. So I had created experiences earlier in my career where I'd be, I was learning consistently around coaching, leadership development, and organization change, and intentionally selecting roles where I could build that skill set. One of the reasons I, behind that was the starting Roadsmith was I wanted a consistent challenge. Mm -hmm. And what better challenge than to challenge myself was, can I have my own business? So that was the first part, consistently Mm -hmm. building upon how can I be my better self? What risks in a very safe way can I take to really extend myself from a business side? Mm -hmm. And that was um, to restart Roadsmith. The second piece behind Roadsmith, and it aligns to the first, is I wanted to make sure I had an impact on people in a way that I felt personal gratification, where I was not stuck in a box of what I was being defined by through a company or a title, Mm. but really authentically being able to contribute in ways that I found impactful to those of whom I was working with. Mm -hmm. In that context, it afforded me an opportunity to really establish Roadsmith in a brand that reflected my own experiences, while also mm-hmm. my own personal values to be able to contribute in a way that I would not have been able to do otherwise. I really like that because it's kind of like you gave yourself a little more freedom to be your most authentic self, essentially, by you know, breaking those um, titles and barriers that kind of restrict you from being your fullest potential. So I really like that. Yeah. And it feeds into our, our the previous conversation that we were just having around, we get caught in a box of trying to follow what everyone else is doing. Yet, mm-hmm. where's the focus on ourselves and our personal gratification and striving for our life mm-hmm. to be, live the best life that we can? From a work standpoint, I define that in establishing Road Smith. One, because Road is the path we all take and Smith, no different than blacksmiths, forging cold metal and bending it into a new shape. We're all on that personal journey, mm-hmm. be, it, be it within a work context, within our personal relationships or the relationship we have with ourselves. And because of that, I wanted to make sure that I could reflect that 
my own journey in that respect and move forward and get out of that prescribed box that others may afford us um, in certain respects. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I know we all have a journey and a story. So um, I know you have a story. I could just tell you've got a story. <laughs> so could you just share maybe just a little snippet or something about your story where you're grateful for your adversity to become your best self now? Sure. You know, one of, the, one of my early on in my career, you know, mm -hmm. as I was, I was a psychologist, um, it, it, being a psychologist for me took an extremely heavy and an emotional toll. Mm -hmm. um, hearing the stories of which I was hearing and having that captured within myself. And it's, it's almost um, like the green mile, right? Mm -hmm. When um, Mike, Michael Clark Duncan took on that, it took on the, the cancer from um, Tom Hanks's wife. In, mm -hmm. in the movie. Mm -hmm. And he just held on to it and he got sick as a result of that. And he had to regurgitate that. Well, mm -hmm. for me, as a psychologist, it was very similar in that I, when I was hearing some of these stories and you're like, oh my God, mm -hmm. and, and it's caught in you. And it's like, where do you, where do you go to let that go? Mm -hmm. And from a maturity standpoint, I wasn't there to be able to let some of that go or being able to separate that out. So it, it, it just wore on me after a while. Mm -hmm. As an example, one of my first, um, when I was interning early on in my career, I was working with children and um, it was an outpaced social work facility. And when I say children working with five-year-olds all the way up to, you know, adolescence and, and mm -hmm. junior high. Mm -hmm. And in one particular child's case, he was happened to be sleeping uh, in the same bedroom with his, with his, with his mom and sister and his dad had come in and had shot all mm -hmm. three of them. Oh, and he just happened to survive. <gasps> now, what do you do with that? Right. Uh, yeah, now, now exactly. Mind you, now, mind you, this is, uh, you know, some 20 plus years ago. Um, but I always think to myself, one, that's one reason why I had to walk away from that, that level of psychology. Even though I love people, love kids to death, I could not hear those stories and experience that in that same way to be truly effective, effective for them. Um, but I often wonder, who are they as people now? Who have they grown up to become? And that question, while in a very extreme case for, these, for, these, uh, for this particular story I, I referenced, is true for us all. It's true for me. It's like, who did I start off as? Who are my personal characters? Who have I become and what choices did I make early on that now influence who I've become today and maybe help? or maybe even potentially hinder who I will become in the future to even be my best self. But that question of who have I become and who will I become is consistent for us all. And that's the story I consistently think about as mm -hmm. I even wrote my book and even working with my clients in the future. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's uh, not necessarily a pleasant story from a child standpoint, but it's something that we all grapple with at different levels. And as we move through life and what formulates who we are in our, in our personalities and what we actually take action on. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's a very crazy story, especially like, like how does a five-year-old handle that? How did they, how did he get out of it? 
how to like uh, so many yeah, questions. Yeah. <laughs> I probably don't even really want to know the answers to exactly. But, but um, I guess the happy ending is that he survived. So that's that. Crazy. That is, and he was a very, very pleasant, very pleasant child, very pleasant young man. Wow. Um, you wouldn't know anything different um, by by speaking with him, um, just on a general level. And then as just the interactions were, you know, very fluid. Um, but I was like, wow. Um, yeah. You want to talk about what formulates and how did I become who I am and how my journey happened? Well, that is that is something that I will never forget and truly influence decisions mm-hmm. uh, that I made subsequently. Um, and the types of people I work with, but also me as a person and mm-hmm. not being afraid of that emotion that comes with that mm-hmm. um, and owning that. Mm-hmm. Um, and not being afraid of it, but also recognizing where it's going to be helpful and where it uh, could be a hindrance and from a work standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's great. That shows that you know yourself well. I'm very similar where it's like I can get weighed down quite a bit from um, just being so empathetic that I just really take on the problems and feelings and emotions of others. And then they're on their way. They're like, all right, bye-bye. <laughs> like, wait, right. wait a minute. Come pick this up. Uh-uh, don't leave this here. So yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Like, how did you get there? Like, no, yeah, come, yeah. You knew when to, you need to pick this back up. You this exactly. my doorstep. Come back here and pick this up. Please. This is not mine. <laughs> this is a no drop zone. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yes, I can absolutely understand. It's like, that is not my problem. Yep, um, yep. You just have to be like that a little bit. You know, it's like, hold on now. I feel depressed. I don't even know where this came from. Yeah, oh, yeah you're, you're right. You know, it's, it's funny um, to that very extent. I, I remember working on a project and one of our sayings, you know, with the organization and obviously just all the chaos that kind of gets dropped at, at your desk or at your feet. Mm-hmm. And one of the sayings was, not my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there could be a lot of craziness going on but this we're not we don't we're not this is not for us we didn't we didn't cause this this is not our mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep this, exactly this i'm not the ringmaster <laughs> this is not yeah so whatever this is you're gonna need to bring these monkeys here because this is not us right <laughs> so thank you <laughs> absolutely oh gosh i love it so where and how do you experience that self-love um, for your for yourself? Like how in what way do you kind of really experience having that self-love for yourself and in all of the experiences that you're going through, whether you're like consulting or whether you're just dealing with your own problems? How do you balance that out? Yeah, it's uh, it's hard um mm-hmm. because it's so easy to get as you just described to get caught in that moment whether it, mm-hmm. someone projects it onto you and leaves it at your doorstep or it's something within yourself that just holds on to stuff it, one of the as i alluded to earlier um by just pausing one i don't own i well better yet let me restate i own the feeling and the emotion that i'm going through in that moment mm-hmm. um to make sure that self-love that like, if I'm beating myself up, what's the reason? Like, let's own it. Like, okay, you're beating yourself up. Check. All right. Let's, let's own that. Congratulations. Now with that said, what's the reason? And where can we, uh, where can I individually reinforce the positives or the lessons learned? 
Mm-hmm. So taking those moments in time of, of even self-love and conversely, those items and instances where I'm beating myself up mm-hmm. and using it as a place of reference, not of resident mm-hmm. and saying, great, you know, let's own it because this is the way you feel. It doesn't make it right, wrong or indifferent. It's just here. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, how do I make sure that I'm now emotionally connecting with myself? How am I reinforcing in a more positive and healthier way, if it's something negative or positive way, something that can be reinforced if it's already going well, to make sure I'm doing that on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. That requires being in the moment in certain ways and being in tune with myself, mm-hmm. while also giving myself the time to reflect and not projecting that onto others as well, mm-hmm. um, which is also one part of that self-love because what I often find when I'm working with individuals and even I'm very conscious about myself mm-hmm. is that we can project onto other people what we're feeling in those emotions, yeah. which then is not not a healthy scenario. Mm-hmm. And that's where you start to see relationships deteriorate, where communication becomes very poor. Mm-hmm. And now what started off as maybe something pleasant now turns into something very negative. And mm-hmm. so that stuff starts with self-love and saying, for me personally, what am I doing and contributing? to the situation, mm-hmm. how am I owning my emotions and feelings in this? And, and let me be clear, I will not be confused as the most emotional person in the world. You know, that's, that, I will not be confused uh, as that person. Mm-hmm. But I'm in tune with how I'm feeling. And yeah. I'm very clear about how I feel and how I actually treat myself in that respect, mm-hmm. how I react, but also how I project that out onto others as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, And it's also, what's the word I'm thinking of? But it's also just being mindful, really, you know, Um, because it's so easy to just do the thing, right? To just project yourself, to just like whatever and not Mm -hmm. be accountable for anything. And, And then after it's all said and done, you're damaging relationships, you're ruining connections. And then you're like, well, I just had a moment. It's like, yeah. we can't constantly backtrack every time we do <laughs> yeah. so. Like, it's it's about being really mindful. And that takes strength. It takes practice to try your best to be mindful before, yes. you, you know. So <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, be mindful. And, and and even doing that to ourselves, too. You know, I, I do, I, yep. I write to myself, like, I'm going to beat myself up. I'm like, okay, what are you beating yourself up about? Like, what mm-hmm. are you, okay what are you really beating yourself up about? Or how are you showing love to yourself, be it in time exactly. or space or in your thoughts? Mm-hmm. What, what am I thinking about? And what's drawing me to that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's um, being okay with, okay, I'm beating myself up in this. Hey, I didn't do this very well. Or I didn't use this right word. And now it's redefining what perfection is or what mm-hmm. a normal is and what it, it, you should be doing in your own mind and okay now let's now let's walk back from that a little bit and mm-hmm. say okay you're doing okay now it's just a, a coaching dialogue as as i go through it personally coaching mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. reflecting um while also not projecting and to your very statement one of the things that i that i strive for is um if i have to say i'm sorry then I shouldn't have done it in the first place. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of people just, to your very statement, just jump right in. and like, oh, it's just a moment. Or I'm sorry. Well, it was sorry you would actually do something different. But something tells me 
you're not or would mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah that i mean the the pattern is just not it's their it's their pattern yes um and so some it's it's important to not take it personally you know mm -hmm. well it's their pattern but it's at the same time it's like okay oh but at the same time we have to be accountable for ourselves too absolutely and, and that's where it starts that that self-love like okay how am i reacting and what is causing me to react in this mm -hmm. way both for myself or to put this on to someone else mm -hmm. and again that takes probably even more strengths because now you're truly vulnerable um, while you may not necessarily say it out loud it's that vulnerability like wow i'm messing up or i need to do better mm -hmm. and that takes a lot more strength mm -hmm. causes a lot more anxiety <laughs> um mm -hmm. and that vulnerability to actually want to do something different because that is the only path in my mind to really get to the answer of am i living my best life mm -hmm. or am i the person i want to be mm -hmm. and part of that is being vulnerable to the answers that are that may not be as glowing as you think they are mm -hmm. but are necessary to move forward oh yeah absolutely so um so you live in marina del rey in california right yes yes Right. And I know that's like kind of like this, like super relaxing place. <laughs> and so from your experience, did you just notice how people may experience maybe that inner peace or inner healing determined by their locations? Or does it not matter? It's kind of like just a mental thing. Well, I think it's both. I think it's both mental and about location. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not originally from California or Southern California. Where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Sterling, Virginia. So right outside Washington, oh, DC. Okay, East Coast. Yes. Um, and my tra travels and schooling have brought me out here to the West. Um, gotcha. And there's a stark contrast between how people relax and the level of attention that paid towards the idea behind striving to live a best life and being being centered here in Southern California versus mm -hmm. being in in Northern Virginia versus when I lived in Atlanta in Alabama. Drastically mm -hmm. different experiences. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and so and there's nothing wrong with that because and that's location driven based off of our environments, based off of interests and most likely families as well from our own histories. Mm -hmm. um, there, I, so in that context, there is not a single answer that drives towards what it may be best, but the location does in, um, it's in influencing the level of attention paid to that. So in that context, Marina Del Rey being out here on the water and the beach and all that other good stuff, you see mm -hmm. a lot more people in, the, in, in just California in general, a lot more Zen, a lot more meditation, a lot more, um, you know, yoga, um, Heck, even aqua yoga, we're doing it on the water. Mm -hmm. um, that's a different feeling just based off a location than, say, being in Northern Virginia or being in Alabama or Atlanta. That may take on a different feel of being a group class of, say, meditation or just being out in the country. Mm -hmm. um, some people find it very meditative or relaxing, getting lost in their thoughts, going hiking mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe even going out to the gun range, right? And uh, cause I know some people that find that relaxing, mm -hmm. you know, everyone has their own place, but the ultimate goal is still the same. And that is understanding who you are, 
understanding where you, your path and understanding what decisions and choices do you want to take as you move forward. And I think that's where and how is relative to being able to answer general questions that I just described on how to be better and how you actually center yourself to get relaxed and to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I love that because that's something we don't really take into account sometimes is our own environment. Um, and, you know, your environment should reflect a portion of who you are, essentially, mm-hmm. or have access to things in your environment that reflects who you are so that you can come back to yourself. So I do like that, how you mentioned that. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's really one of the, and it's ironic. It's something that is conscious, but it's also unconscious as well. Um, our environments anchors us back into that familiarity, mm-hmm. which is an extremely powerful instance to make sure and reground us. Um, it's why coming back home to family um, and being around them re-anchors us back on who we are as individuals. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, such anchoring of our environments can also derail us if we want to try to do something different. Yeah, right. Like when we get that anxiety, I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing something different. Guess where we go? We go right back to the same environment, which we just may or may not be helping us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, us exactly. <laughs> so even just that awareness is, is extremely important um, and very fluid. But mm-hmm. obviously um, being able to center ourselves on something and who we are um, uh, is extremely important as we move forward. Absolutely. So I want to shift gears a little bit because I know you mentioned earlier in our conversation that you wrote a book called Intention, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I wrote a book called Intention, um, Building Capability to Transform Your Story. <laughs> I love that. And that was actually like my word <clears throat> that I was focused on, especially for the month of January, which I really need to actually bring that back. But just being <laughs> intentional about everything made mm-hmm. life so much sweeter and mm-hmm. more purposeful mm-hmm. and just meant something when I was just actually not just doing things on autopilot, but actually sure. just having intention behind what I was doing. So sure. That's that's just my own take of it. I know you have a way deeper approach <laughs> being that you have a whole book on it. So <laughs> how would you describe it? Can you describe the book a little bit or or intention for you? Yeah, I, actually, uh, I'll start with the word intention because it was purposeful. Um, why I put it, why I titled the book the way it, I titled it. And it's everything you just described um, that as you thought about purpose and everything you did had a reason and re-anchored on what your priority is. Uh, oftentimes we, I mean, in our day-to-day lives, we get caught up in so many different things of here's this routine. It, it, oh, it's 12 o'clock. I got to go here. It's one o'clock. I have to go here. Um, I have to send out this recap email because now I have to do this tomorrow or, oh, I, oh, it's time to go to the gym because it's four o'clock and I always go to the gym at this time. It's, we get caught up without really thinking we're on autopilot. It's like, okay, there's a part for that because having to think about our day-to-day lives all the time is exhausting, right? (laughs) If I were to just say, I'm going to teach you a new way of tying your shoe at that point, like, okay, every time you put on shoes with shoelaces, you're going to have to constantly think about it. And that gets exhausting to the extent that you'll say, Hey, I'm no longer wearing shoes with shoelaces. I'm going to put on some heels. I'm going to put on some flats. I'm going to put on some flip flops, whatever. 
<laughs> that does not have shoelaces. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to think about this. Mm-hmm. Bring back the Velcros. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Self lacing, whatever that is, I'm good. Whatever, it is, I don't want to have to think about it. Exactly. And and we live our lives sometimes um, on the other side of that spectrum, right? Of just just autopilot. And so the book is really about transformation. And in, intentions, a book about individuals being better. Mm-hmm. And that being better um, really means taking steps in a guided fashion for readers to independently just transform who they are, inching closer to realizing the person they want to be. It really offers, in the context of self-help, redefining what our pattern of meaning and purpose is, mm-hmm. of which taking action of, is only one part, but really fostering an environment of thinking and guiding readers to experience personal change in a new way. Um, Mm -hmm. And it really places an emphasis, as we've just been talking about, really on who you are, the environment, and what you want to achieve prior to making any action. Because when you get to the action part, you're already there. You're already, I've already thought through it. So this guy's, this uh, book offers that guide in being able to move people forward in a digestible way that replaces anything that's related to an immediate impact that can't be sustained. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I think that a lot of times we're looking for that guidance, but we don't know what to look for, for that guidance. And that's just like the best way to describe it. So that's that's really good. No, I appreciate it. And and one of the other key words I'll call out is, you know, in in the subtitle and building capabilities to transform your story, Mm -hmm. the word capabilities um, was very intentional as well realizing our story and what we want to change and how we want to better ourselves is continuous. Um, Mm -hmm. The target is moved for us or we move it ourselves. Mm -hmm. But one thing that is true is that target will always move. And so as this, um, the book is really intended to guide through specific questions around a particular item or priority that you're Mm -hmm. intentionally moving towards. Um, But it also offers reflection and a guide that can be used consistently and continuously around a capability of thinking and then taking action um, mm-hmm. so that can be sustained. Mm-hmm. And I really like that approach as well, because um, sometimes we get so focused on like our limitations mm-hmm. and like being stuck and what we can't do that we forget our capabilities. What are you capable of? Yeah. And I think when you focus on that, you're like, wait, I could do so much more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. it, it, we box in ourselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do, like, we do. Yeah, we're not starting from scratch always. Sometimes we are. Yeah. But most of the time we're not. <laughs> exactly. Well said. And what was your biggest reason for writing the book Intention? Sure. You know, one of the one of the reasons um that that I really tried to write the book and, and articulate is it was written based on my experience that people don't know how to individually change. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kind of go do. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we have a problem, we just go solve it. Um, we stub our toe, we start limping and overcorrect um, by hobbling and putting our weight on the other toes and other foot. Mm-hmm. Um, when we think about change and, and that personal growth, it does take us having to think in a very intentional way and really consider how we go about this. So, you know, we all want to minimize our discomfort and the desire to do something different. 
um, or want to influence others <laughs> on the other spectrum to do something mm -hmm. different other than ourselves. Mm -hmm. But we struggle to transform in a way that is authentic to our personal journey or build a capability or knowledge for that matter that offers the foundation for continuous transformation versus mm -hmm. meeting a singular target or a singular problem. Mm -hmm. So that's really um, the reason I decided to write this book because I really saw this consistent theme across the individuals of whom I was coaching um, and the clients that I was having within my organizations, but also as important, my even writing the book afforded me an opportunity to experience change and push myself in ways that I had not done before. So not only what, am I the author of the book, but I'm also a client as well mm. of that experience, which really has enabled me to transform in a number of different ways, uh, both as a person and as a professional. Mm -hmm. I love that too. Um, and I find that um, happening with me as well. Sometimes with podcasting, it's like, I'll go and like, I'm going to talk about this. And while I'm talking, I'm learning and I'm like, Oh, I just blew my own mind. <laughs> it's like, wow. It's like, I got to remember that. Like, that's, okay. you know, like, man, is he, is, 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 is she talking to me? Oh. <laughs> right. But where did that come from? Let's <laughs> like, pause for a moment because this is getting a little personal for a moment. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's some of the best, best moments. It's, it's those aha moments in our mm -hmm. journey that really mm -hmm. afford us the opportunity to really drive us in ways that we normally would not and push us in the direction we were meant to be. Mm -hmm. And that's some of the best experiences um, I've been afforded in coaching others because I walk away most of the time learning a lot more about myself mm -hmm. and who I am, both in practice, but also as a person and, and things that I need to consider. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. Absolutely. I find that the more we communicate out loud, because I, I think honestly, like we don't communicate a lot people just don't talk a lot. And sometimes they talk and they just like ramble. But I mean, actually, like, communicate from within, you find yourself like, receiving so much wisdom back just by communicating mm -hmm. more. Um, and I find like that was something I I grew the most, honestly, just by communicating. Yes, um, I, I agree. And, you know, one of the things that I really enjoy about my profession, I enjoy even our conversation and even the other podcasts you put on is the dialogue of the act of listening and being curious. And that's sometimes lost in that communication dynamic where it's, wow, I really didn't think about that component. And yet it's that real-time thought, that real-time being in the moment where we're not, where we're listening to understand, not listening to respond. And those are the most precious moments. And that's where I find, I know for myself, the greatest aha moments like, huh, well, there you go, Dr. Ian D. Brooks. You, doing, <laughs> you hear yourself? You need to now be doing this. Like, how well do you do this? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I'm, I hear you. I'm the same way. And I've, I'm no psychologist. In fact, I've, I mean, I just come from a communications background, but um, I'm the same way. Like, sometimes you think you know so much 
And it's really when you realize how much you don't know mm-hmm. that you learn more. Yeah, absolutely. And, and well, heck, I have my doctorate and other degrees as well. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's one, one component. You don't need to be a doctor to be an active listener. Uh, Right. You don't, you know, I'm I'm very proud of my doctorate. Don't get me, don't, don't be mistaken. Oh yeah, Um, for sure. You don't need that to be successful. It's just Mm -hmm. truly understanding, listening to yourself, um, listening to others. And that's where the growth comes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of the most amazing experiences I've ever had have just been like just ha- having butterflies and and just ang- and anxiousness and saying, "Okay, Ian, what what are you anxious about? Let's let's walk this through. Let's let's mm-hmm. think about this." Or just having a conversation with a leader and and just having them talk and and it may be a general conversation, but there might be a salient point that was that is drawn out from that. That mm-hmm. now expands upon so many different other aspects of the coaching experience or the changes we're we're going to be in, embarking on. That yeah, it, it doesn't take much just to invest the time to listen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And in your book, Intention, you do mention the idea of pause, process, and reflect. Could you share a little bit more about that? <laughs> sure. Um, you know. As we've just been talking about in that, that this listening uh, vein, um, I find myself as a reader, um, it's very rare that I, I finish a, a book all the way or it takes me a while. Not because cognitively I, I can't, don't get it, but because something stands out to me in a passage or a particular context where I'm, something is said and I immediately start thinking. Think about how does it impact me or in order for that statement to be true by that author, what do I have to assume? And what are the assumptions that I think the author is going for? And in that respect, and that's and in the vein of change, I want to make sure that the readers experience that same level of thought in a very intentional way where, yes, cognitively speaking, you can probably get through my book in a weekend or you know, two weeks, right? Not that challenging. Where the challenge comes is the experience. Where the challenge comes is thinking. And I want to be very specific in the instances where I'm asking readers to now pause. Pause what they're doing. Whatever they just read, just stop, right? Just in that moment at the end of each chapter, just stop. You don't need to go any further. I want you then to process, to really think through what you just read and how it relates to you, how it relates to what you're experiencing or people in your life. And what salient points come out? And that's where the reflection comes in. Reflect on what can I do now with this information, now that I have it? Because it is very purposeful. It is very intentional. And the path of transformation is one that is consistently born through thinking and experience. And in that respect, taking intentional pauses, processing, and reflective moments where readers are now forced to do that, to get lost in their own minds, uh, was extremely important to me. And that's one means of doing so. And mm-hmm. so they can uh, live a better life and meet and transform their story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love books like that, that are more of an experience because 
like reading is one and the same as listening and writing is one and the same as speaking. So when you include an activity or something for someone to do or to implement, it makes it now an entire experience, which like brings it all together. Mm -hmm. So I love that. I like tend to go for books that are similar in that way. Yeah, it's, it's really, and again, I'm a thinker in that respect. I, I enjoy it. And it sounds like you are as well. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a function of, hey, I, I, want, I don't want to waste my time just reading a book just for the sake of reading a book. Right. Especially a self-help book for that matter. Oh, um, right. Exactly. So for me, it's like, all right, let's make this work. Like, all right, let's think about this. And mm-hmm. I don't need to, the action is thinking at that point. Um, and then the realities of how to bring that to the forefront on a day-to-day basis or in a moment basis, you know, it's a different conversation of which I touch on as well, but I don't want to lose sight of, oh, I want you to pause right here, right now. I want you to find a place to get in your moment, to just get lost. Um, what did you just read? What stood out to you? Mm-hmm. And how can you take that and move it forward? Because if you're just reading this just for the sake of, well, there's other books out there for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, this, yeah. This one might tons not just of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. And now, do you have an example of maybe how this has been useful or helpful for your, for you and for your clients in the, in the future? Yeah. You know, I'll start with me. As, as I mentioned, uh, this writing, this book was, has been in a, a, tr- a true journey um, to say, to say the least, the first, um, or one example, I'll say not the first, cause there were many, one of the examples I'll say how it helped me. And I talk about in the book as well as, um, this book has, has been in the making for about four or five years. And I was done with the book uh, about a year and a half, almost two years ago. And um, I conducted uh, an audio book recording where I was the one reading the script. I was in the booth, etc. Now for context, um, number one, no one else had read my book other than my editor. Um, so I didn't share with anyone. So it was very kept close to the, the chest. Um, mm-hmm. so that I didn't share my thoughts too often around the book up to that point. The second part is I had never done an audiobook before. So being in a booth mm-hmm. was brand new. So mm-hmm. with those two caveats in mind, I went into the booth saying these words for the first time out loud, aside from just practicing and just casually reading it in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and had never heard my, you know, doing a voice recording of the book. So we all sound different when we're on, on audio and, mm-hmm. and like, who is that? Yeah, so I, I sound, <laughs> oh, this is the way I sound. Oh, wow. <laughs> exactly. How did Mickey mouse get into? No. Um, <laughs> but you know, so, so here, here I was on that very first day reading and I'm reading the book out loud and I had the producers in my ear, Ian, go back, go back to line 23, reread that. You slurred your words, go back. Hey, you didn't say this word. Did you intentionally skip it? Okay, now go back to, uh, we'll start over, go to line five. And just hearing that across eight hours, that was extremely draining. And I had two days of that. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Um... 
and, and the wow came from several different angles. The first being, I didn't like the content when I was actually saying it out loud. I was like, I didn't get to my point. Mm. Or what's the point of this particular example you just gave? Or what's the aha moment? It's like, you just skipped over that. Mm. Um, coupled with not liking the content, then it was about some of the language and structure of the book. And so after about three months of going through the audiobook recording, now, mind you, it should not have taken me three months to go through the, the recording. It just, my own analytical mind. <laughs> and Time to process. Yeah, it really took time to process. Like, wow. Um, at the end of that three months, I said, this book is garbage. Oh, no. Like, I can't go to market with this book. Like, there's no way in the world I'd go to market in this book. Mm -hmm. So what I did, I said, okay. <laughs> I said, all right, Ian. I literally said to myself, all right, Ian. You got two choices. You got, because you know you're not going to send this book out to anybody. And <laughs> there's only one person who's ever heard the audiobook recording, aside from myself, um, to even to this day. I said, I can either stop this process and say, hey, it was a good experience, or you can rewrite it. And I said, you know what? I, I said to myself, this is what I'm passionate about. Let's write it in the voice that it needs to be written in. Mm. And so from that experience of that audiobook and that analysis I conducted on myself, looking at it as, as though I was coaching myself, mm -hmm. that experience afforded me an opportunity to become the author the book needed, to be very clear, to even open myself up in a, to the examples I was providing, mm -hmm. to even put my own personal example in there. Without that experience, I would not have walked away with a book I was proud of. And in, with intention, mm -hmm. I'm a lot prouder of this product or else I would not be going live with it or rolling it out. Um, but I know that my voice came through in that book. Mm -hmm. And I'm extremely happy about that, regardless of how it does or otherwise. With that said, I've been able to actually use the very principles of the book in my coaching mm -hmm. in a consistent basis. And that's really what's established the foundation of the book as well, of focusing on who people are as individuals. What are they willing to do? Um, going through self-discovery um, in a very purposeful and an intentional way. Then figuring out what are we really solving for? Not getting mm -hmm. lost in, hey, I've got 20 things. They all can't be a priority. Better yet, they can be a priority. They can't be the priority. Mm -hmm. so how do we plan for that? Mm -hmm. Now we can plan ahead thinking where we're going to be in a year from now, because that's when it's really going to come to the forefront and being able to mm -hmm. drive that. And I've been able to see my clients really drive and grow from that, taking inoculars, you know, like just general and casual conversations and, and being able to think back like, wow, just that basic conversation around what am I willing to do X, Y, and Z prepared mm -hmm. me to do an experience what I'm experiencing now. Mm-hmm.
and that's been one of the greatest rewards hearing that from my clients and even experiencing that myself and being able to transform in a way that seems so general and basic and in the moment can seem like poop to something that <laughs> can transform and lead itself to experiencing life in a different way. And in this case, improving, improving my story as well as my client's story as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like you brought it all full circle with intention, right? Like, yeah. you know, you, and we do that a lot of times. I know I do that where like, I'm thinking like, this is going to work. This sounds good. And then I'm like, what? It's <laughs> missing so many things. Like, you know, maybe my mind was just about, you know, just finishing it up or just getting through it or whatever, or saying what I think someone wants to hear. Mm-hmm. But then when you, it doesn't, if it's not resonating, then it's not really from you. So yes. it's, it's a matter of, of you actually being intentional with the book intention. And you did that. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, I, I'm not only a, the author, but the client, right? And, and it's, yeah. and, and to your very statement, really being authentic to mm-hmm. my story, just as is, I need to be authentic to assisting the stories of others. Mm-hmm. And while I might have a perspective on where I want this story to go, you are the author, character, um, writer, ec- extraordinaire of your own story. Mm. <laughs> I can only offer a perspective and work with you on where you want to go and doing that for myself, it, you know, is extremely, was extremely important, but as we've been talking about with the book, it really has to be intentional mm-hmm. and really the forefront of, of our minds and being vulnerable to the experience. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm actually pretty excited to read it myself, of course. (laughs) When does it come out? When is, is it already out or when does it release? Oh, it, it it will be released on um, April 27th. So actually we'll have um, later in this coming week. So the week of April 12th, um, we're going to be loading it up for pre-orders, but it'll be officially available um, uh, on April 27th for purchase um, just across a number of different uh, platforms as you, as you might imagine. Awesome. Is there any um, special reason for that date? No, no special reason. Um, While the book, this version has been uh, completed since October of last year. um, It is very specific on the release timing, just given the, you know, as you think about our world from October of last year to today, um, there's a lot been going on, especially here in the States, specifically to obviously COVID, but also, you know, the political climates and then obviously subsequent actions um, in our worlds. So, and oh yeah, by the way, then there's the entire marketing and, you know, actions that come along with this wonderful journey. Right, (laughs) I know. So um, it felt right to be um, to launch and to release the book in April as it's on the tail end of, you know, as people get through their their, uh, their New Year's resolutions. And I said get through because typically what we end them <laughs> after Q1. Right. Um, and it's like, oh, we're good. Uh, no need to do anything else. Um, 
but also builds that sustainment, right? And, and creates uh, that idea of like, hey, I can do even more. So, yeah, so that's why April 27th. That's great. So where can others find the book Intention? Sure. So um, Intention can be um, purchased in a number of different different fashions. So the first being, um, you can find it on my Roadsmith website. So that's www.roadsmith, R-H-O-D-E-S-S-M-I-T-H.com. Um, there'll be an opportunity to um, go onto my website and purchase the book there. It'll also be available on Amazon. Um, so um, yeah, KDP, it'll be, there will be an audiobook version coming out as well um, in the next month as well as you can find it on Ingram Sparks and several local bookstores here in the, the LA area, as well as several across the country as well. Nice. And are you excited now to get that book out there? I, I, I am. I'm, I'm ready for, um, I'm excited for the, for the launch. I'm excited for even more importantly, the impact. Um, Cause that's truly going to be the reward for me. Um, I know I've gotten a lot out of writing the book and the experience it has taught me. And I'm looking forward to the feedback that others, when they go through the experience themselves, does it work, does it not? And, and helping people improve their stories. And so that's truly the excitement that I, I'm really looking forward to getting that feedback around how people are actually using it um, and, and, and enjoying another journey for myself as I continue my coaching and working with others in a group setting as well. Great. Wow, I really enjoyed this conversation. And is there anything that you would love to share with our listeners for today? Well, Lindsay, this was a great conversation. Um, I, you know, this has been a an opportunity to to share with your listeners uh, just around their stories and their life. And while my book caters to that, I think our dialogue extended well beyond that. And as people are looking for you know, that the healing internally and striving to be the best selves, know that it is a journey and what's right today isn't necessarily right tomorrow. And that's okay. Um, but it is a journey. And as you embark upon that journey, trust yourself and recognize that you're not alone because it is your story and you are capable as long as you do it with intention. So that's it. Yes. Well, I love that. And I just want to thank you so much for everything you shared today. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you again. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.